Have you ever diagnosed a patient with a peritoneal pericardial diaphragmatic hernia? What we'll call PPHD from now on? While rare, these are pretty cool to find on chest radiographs. When you diagnose a PPHD, did you find it incidentally on radiographs? That's pretty classic, as patients don't always show clinical signs for this congenital defect. Most of us usually refer PPHDs to a surgeon for repair. But is this necessary? Well, there's not a lot of information out there on whether to surgically correct these or not. With a PPHD, a developmental malformation allows abdominal contents to slide through a hernia in the diaphragm directly into the pericardial sac. Clinical signs of PPHD, if there are any in your patient, can be attributed to compression of the heart by contents in the pericardial sac or adverse effects on the organs that are herniating. Clinical signs might include cardiac signs secondary to tamponade, like collapse, tachycardia, and hypotension, respiratory issues such as tachypnea, dyspnea, or constant panting, signs of gastrointestinal obstruction like anorexia, vomiting, or abdominal pain, or signs secondary to entrapment of the liver, spleen, or gallbladder, like generalized malaise. A diagnosis of PPHD is usually made based on chest radiographs, which might show evidence of cardiomegaly, gas-filled loops of bowel in the thoracic cavity within the pericardial sac, and inability to identify the borders of the diaphragm. Since we don't know a lot about PPHD in terms of its common presentation, clinical signs, ideal treatment, and outcomes, Burns and all wanted to retrospectively evaluate cases presenting to the Ohio State and UW-Madison. Overall, 58 animals were included in the study, 28 dogs and 30 cats. The overall prevalence of PPHD was pretty low when compared to hospital caseload, approximately 0.025%. Weimariners and domestic long hair cats were the most common breeds associated in the study. 51% of patients presented due to clinical signs from their PPHD, while 48% had incidental PPHD diagnosed. Overall, clinical signs were seen in a lot of these cases, 69%. The most common clinical signs for both dogs and cats with PPHD were tachypnea and dyspnea. Other clinical signs included exercise intolerance, tachypnea, dyspnea, coughing, vomiting, and anorexia. The most common physical examination findings for dogs and cats with PPHD included a heart murmur, muffled heart sounds, and decreased lung sounds. Less common findings were increased respiratory rate and borborygmus ascolted in the thoracic cavity. Diagnostics typically included chest radiographs, abdominal ultrasound, thoracic ultrasound, echocardiography, and CT scan. That girls take? You don't need a fancy CT to diagnose this. The technique that's most readily available to all of us? Chest radiographs. On radiographs, presence of an enlarged cardiac silhouette and loss of distinction of the diaphragm due to superimposed soft tissue structures may be seen. Overall, in the study, 59% of patients had surgery to correct their PPHD. Frequently herniated tissues include omentum, liver lobes, gallbladder, and small intestine. Seven cats, no dogs, had adhesions present at surgery, and one dog had to have reconstructive surgery of the diaphragm with pericardial tissue due to severe agenesis. This study did see some complications, including intraoperative complications like hypotension and severe hemorrhage, and postoperative complications like respiratory arrest, regurgitation, pericardial steatitis, chylothorax, incisional dehiscence, and tracheitis. Overall, the study had a 10% mortality rate within two weeks of surgery. 
The good news is that 85% of patients that had surgical repair of their diaphragm had resolution of their clinical signs. 15% still had clinical signs of PPDH after surgery, which included esophagitis, wheezing, dyspnea, and intermittent vomiting. Good to warn your owners that clinical signs can still persist despite fixing the PPDH. So, what can we take away from this article? While the incidence of PPDH is low in dogs and cats, it can lead to significant clinical signs, in which case surgery may be indicated for your patient. If you diagnose an incidental PPDH, your patient may not need surgery, but they should be monitored carefully for the development of clinical signs in the future. Concurrent congenital abnormalities, ranging from umbilical hernias to portosystemic shunts, were reported in a number of these patients, so looking for other problems in these guys is important. Overall, this was a good retrospective study, looking at the common aspects like clinical signs, treatment, and outcome of PPDH in dogs and cats. So in conclusion, patients with clinical signs and PPDH were more likely to require surgery compared to patients with aclinical PPDH in the study, and there were no differences in outcome or survival times between groups. <laughs>